passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Well, let's do two things, Hanno, before we get out of here. One, I want to leave everybody on a positive tip. So at the end of this show, like I said here at the beginning, we're going to play a clip from the episode with Chris Anderson, a.k.a. Pike Street Drummer. You know him. He plays outside of left field all the time. He's going to be in T-Mobile Park playing uh, for the Mariners, I think in a center field area. Uh, going down the stretch here for the final homestand and hopefully be beyond. And then after, but before we do that, before we do that, I want to read just a couple of freak outs from Twitter uh, uh, just for fun, Hannah, because this is, I know we started our episode off a little bit critical, but we're, we're we are peaches and cream. Uh, we are a spoonful of sugar compared to some of these people. We got one here. Here's a big reaction overreaction. At Mariners guy, what an absolute fucking joke. Season's over. See y'all next year. Mariners guy, we're a half game out. We got a week to play, right, Hannah? Yeah. So season's not over. I got to debunk that statement. Um, PSS Seattle. Why does Scott insist on putting Dylan Moore in every game? Screw the righty-lefty pitching. Go with the hot batters. I agree. It doesn't always have to be analytical. We talked about it, but come on. Dylan Moore is, is your ultimate platoon guy. Well, yeah, that's true. And I can, I'm just, you know, skeptical, speculating here where this guy might've seen Dylan Moore's last at bat in the late innings where he checked swing and just hit a dribbler to the pitcher. So that's where that tweet might have been fired off as well. You know, it's hard to say. I mean, I complained about Sam Haggerty pinch hitting, and he hit a triple, you know, so I get it at times. Here's Angie Mentang. Uh, we love Angie, uh, but she's always she's always spitting that positivity. She goes, the Astros lost seem, 
seems to have galvanized the Mariners team. Um, was this before the loss or was this after the loss? Uh, who, whose loss came uh, first? And after? I think the Astros game closed after us, possibly. No, I think the Astros game is before. So they were galvanized. Are they still galvanized after the losses is my question. Um, here's, a, here's, here's a funny one that it looks like Shannon Dreher, she, I think she uh, responded to the Mariners guy when, when he said, no reason that Wu should have even been pitching in this game. We're fighting for the playoff spots, FFS. Shannon Dreher responded, LOL. Do you want a bullpen day? Maybe somebody from AAA? Well, she's got to see all these, and and she gets the firing squad, which I can see why she responds back like that. It makes sense. Uh, Let's let's see. We got another. We got another freak out. Here we go. (laughs) Sorry, I thought that was a barrier. What I was gonna go. What are you talking about? Gino had a great. I thought a good day at the plate. Uh, saw some positive stuff from him. Um, here's another one from at this guy is right. Sadly, we were never a really good team. We had a quick hot streak, but have reverted back to form. I doubt any of the causative factors will be addressed in the off season. We can always look back fondly on those few days. We thought we were a playoff contender. I'd love to have him on the pod. All right. Well, anyways, I just wanted to read a couple of these. Just remember, again, we got the hated Houston Astros coming into town. They just got swept. We just got swept. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to win. And, you know, if you can sweep this series against the Astros, still a big ask. I think you'd be in pretty good shape. I think you do have to win. Not think. I know you have to win. You'd think two of three of these at the bare minimum because you do have uh, you never know what uh, Texas is going to do in their series with Anaheim, but uh, we can't really rely on help from Anaheim. So uh, I mean, Mariners got themselves the backs up or against the wall, but at least they're coming back almost sold out crowds in these first few games. The weekend is sold out. You're going to have the Pike street drummer in there. Hannah, you love the Pike street drummer. Yeah, I do. He's very talented, and I've I have a couple of friends that play the drums, and I always enjoy enjoy going to see their shows. And uh, you know, coming out of the left field gate and seeing him jamming, the crowd dancing, and uh, you know, all great songs that he plays, Kings of Leon. You know, he's just he's very talented. So it's really excited uh, to uh, come out after games and see him, and that's pretty cool. You got to talk to him uh, this last week, so. I'm excited to listen to it again. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, so we can just ha- like rally up, you know, you, you leave a game, win, lose, draw any of these Seattle sports events down there. And he's always going to be there banging the drums. You love it when the Kings of Leon song goes on. That's one of those songs that gets you rocking that <laughs> when he's playing it. So just to keep the mojo up and keep the vibes good. We're going to end this with a segment from Chris Anderson, Pike Street drummer. But go back and check out that full episode. And guess what? We might be back tomorrow. You never know. That's why you like and subscribe. We're making the push for the playoffs right here. We'll be right there to talk about all the twists and turns. With that being said, 
I give you Chris Anderson, a.k.a. the Pike Street Drummer. So you've yeah. been doing this for people that, uh, you know, don't make it out to T-Mobile Park. Maybe they're listening out on the East Coast or whatever. You're playing the drums outside of the left field uh, entrance pretty much every home game. I think I've only missed probably like six to seven of them. And uh, those were like mental, uh, mental days I had to take for myself. But other than that, man, I've been out there, uh, rain, sleet, snow, high winds, winds, loses, zombie apocalypse. It's just been, <laughs> out there, you know, it's dedicated, you know. Yeah, you are the vibe. You are literally the, the first and the last thing thing you see. Yeah, it's pretty cool because um, I feel like I'm like the first line of uh, inspiration when fans are going into the stadium. So I feel like if I can get them hyped and give them enough energy, they can kind of uh, transfer that from the stands onto the field. And then, you know, the players want to play for uh, fans supporting them. They kind of want to show out, you know. And the more fans in the stadium – already turned up and hype, you know, I think the better we perform. So it's almost a symbiosis of, uh, of collaborations going on, you know? Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. You play with the highest of highs and the lowest of lows of the emotions of the fans coming out. Uh, what's your like go-to if we just had a big walk-off victory, everybody's coming out of the stadium charged up. What's, what's your go-to? So I reel them in with some Michael Jackson, and then from Michael Jackson, uh, I get them dancing with each other with Dance With Somebody. And then, uh, you know, we just keep the party going for a little bit. And then I, I, I got to throw in that Don't Stop Believing, just so the fans know, you know, win, lose, or draw, you know, we still support the Mariners, you know what I mean? That always gets them riled up. And, uh, and then I take it to some more dancing. And then I, I sometimes have to like stop because they won't stop dancing. So I'm like, all right, this is the last song. They're like, no. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I, I play uh, Peaches um, from the, the Super Mario Brothers track. That's kind of like the, the last song of the night. And that's kind of like my uh, curtain call song. And so, you know, uh, I play that and let them know like, hey, I got to go home because, you know, I, I don't live here on in front of left field gate. So, yeah. <laughs> That, yeah. yeah, that's some expensive real estate down there. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, and so let's just go to the flip side of that. Let's just think, let's just, uh, how about like, look, last year, probably the lowest feeling ever was obviously the playoff game when the Mariners lost to the Houston Astros. Yeah. What are you playing? What's the vibe like? What are the people like do you, when this is going on as well? Well, well, the game before, okay, so we, that when we made that playoff berth, like that game that night was crazy. It was like everybody was dancing. And I think after the game, people were dancing like two hours after the game had ended. And really? Was, yeah, I have video of that on my Instagram. And I'm just, it's just like you just see this tiny little drummer surrounded by like 3,000 fans going crazy. So like that was a good experience versus uh, when we lost that. It was still like really somber. I know um, fans took it. Hard. I took it hard. You know, we, we always want to win, but I still, you know, wanted to provide that good energy, that good vibe. You know, like I say, win, lose or draw. It's always going to be a party at, you know, left field gate. So a lot of fans appreciate it. A lot of fans were like, I don't want to dance with nobody. Get out of here, guy. You know, what I, mean? like, <laughs> like I stop believing, you know, but but still, but still, you know, uh, we're still going to party and have a good time. I think the fans appreciate it. Um and I and I think it's uh, it's all it's becoming a part of the tradition uh, 
going to the ballpark. I know a lot of parents hit me up and, and their kids are like, can we see Pike Street Drummer after the game? You know, and then the games I'm not there, which is probably like those six or seven that I missed, you know, they were a little, they were a little bummed. And so they, they, you know, DM me the messages of their kids. And so I post those, you know, I like to post um, from the fans experience perspective of uh, what they're experiencing at the park. So like, that's really cool. Yeah. And you've been doing this now for four seasons. Is that yeah, correct? I think it's three, my third or fourth season. Yeah. At the park. So um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's kind of it's kind of flew by a little bit because I was playing on first and Pike. That's where I got my start. Right. And then um, a couple of people were suggesting like, hey, you should like go play in front of the Mariner Stadium. And I was like, OK, OK. People kept asking. And so I like finally set up in front of left field gate. And then the parks, uh, the park manager came out and he was like, hey, uh, who, who are you with? And like, how did you get here? Or like, who did you talk to? I was like, man, I just set up. He was like, whatever you do, man, just keep coming back. And we're not going to say anything if nobody else says anything. And so since then, I've just been there, man.